What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the next episode of the podcast. I'm here today with my very, very good friend, Christian. I'm not even going to try to say your last name, dog. Your... <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's Christian Lespinas. Peace, ooh, everybody. How ooh, you doing? Lespinas. <laughs> the spelling is like, every time I look at your last name, bro, I have you on my phone as Chris L. I'm like, oh, yeah, I mean, gonna... well, you know what? Growing up, I heard um, Chris, uh, I'm not even know, Chris Lespinas, Chris, Chris, Chris Lebanaz. <laughs> Um, but, it, but, 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 but if you actually break it down, it's less pin ass and an E and the E is silent. So Lespinas. There you go. There it is. Christian Lespinas. My from man, Haiti, baby. My brother. Haiti. So, um, for this episode, I asked Christian to come on. So now I have a checklist of a couple of things that I kind of want to talk about. They're not really in order. So we're kind of just going to see how the conversation goes, but me and Christian have been personal trainers for, uh, personal certified personal trainers for about the exact same time, 10 years, right? 2010. Yeah, give or take. So he is certified there. Yeah, certified because we're really both have like 15, 16 years of experience. I was a boxing coach. Christian was uh, training people, you know, before he had, which everybody does. Listen, it's, it's whatever, right? It's everybody does game. it. So it's, you got to learn, you got to perfect your craft. You got to, you got to train people for free, train your family just to get experience before you go to a gym, right? Everybody does it. So now. Today, we're going to talk about the fitness industry and one, why I left as far as being a personal trainer at a big box gym. And Christian um, is, what are you going to do? What are you doing, Christian? It's time to spread my wings and fly. Yes. It's, um, yes. It's the box gyms are dead and I'm, and I'm alive and it's time to, it's time to grow. Damn. That was nice. That was nice. That's smooth. All right. So we're going to talk about our experience. So if anybody out there wants to know a little bit about what it's like being a personal trainer, now this is not like a part-time trainer. Like you have a full-time job and you do this on the side of the gym just to make some extra money. This is like when you've chosen to make this your career, this is what you're going to do the rest of your life. That's now, right. There's a lot of people who do that and could care less and just want to collect a paycheck because it's easy. And there's people who really enjoy what they're doing, take their time to get better at it and really do their best to provide a great service for their clients and do the best that they can for them. Because at the end of the day, we're a service, right? So That's it. We're here for the people. Yep. If there's no people, there's no us. And I feel like you have to – to be a good personal trainer, I feel like you just have to be a people person. Like you can – I listen, we, you and me both know trainers who um, are good trainers – but they could give a damn about any of the people they're training. Absolutely. You they're know, just, they, they you rush know. them in the door. They rush them out the door, barely giving a high five. And it shows in there. It shows. It, it shows. It I'll just yeah, leave it there. It, just, but you it, know it what? shows. It doesn't, the, the thing is that it doesn't ever really show in retention. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people that are like that, a lot of trainers like that, they have clients for years. And it's because, you know what? Certain people want certain things. And... There's certain people in the world that really don't care about you either. They just want to come in and work out, and they don't know what to do. So they don't need to be your friend or anything. They just want to come in, get a workout. Cool. It was great to see you. Have a great nice one. Little. Bye. See you that's next it. week. Same bad time. Same bad station. <laughs> yeah. You know? And that's people like that. But there's people who, you know, I don't, me personally, like, I don't like, I don't want to work with people like that because if, like, if I'm giving you my all, like, I don't expect anything in return, but I expect you to be grateful and be, you know, the, if, if I'm showing you compassion and love, with what I'm doing for you, you know, I just expect the same in return. And I don't feel like there's yeah. not, anything wrong with that, you know. But um, aside from yeah, – all right, let's 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 uh, let's get back to the to the topic. So we can already get sidetracked from that, yeah. from that point right there. All right. So entering the fitness industry. Now, uh, Christian, when did you become a personal trainer? What are we in, 2020? So guessing I think it was about nine, ten years ago. I actually certified 
and what, when what what decide what made you decide right because everybody's there's always a reason why people decide to like you decide did you know you were going to do this full time when you got certified like was that the plan or all right <clears throat> yes and no okay. um when i got certified i was actually a, a bartender at the cheesecake factory so quite the opposite end of the spectrum. I'm sitting there feeding people drinks and 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 fat-filled food each and every day. Um, but the key was at that point in my life, you know, six months to a year and a half beforehand, I was a little heavy, mm. and you know, I, I had to to <clears throat> refine myself and the things that I love to do, which revolves around sports and athletics and going to the gym and being that there was no chance of me ever playing basketball in some really serious way or anything uh-huh. else. What do you got left? You got yeah, the yeah. gym. Yep. Um, and in which case I became really good at it. I dropped a lot of weight and I started to help some friends and family out. Like you said, how much, how much weight did you lose before we met? Cause you, you were pretty fit when we met, like, you know, we both definitely worked hard to, to get more fit. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that in a second, but I mean, you weren't, you, you seemed, you know, similar to what you are now. No. Uh, before before you met me at Platinum, um, <clears throat> shit, I was probably about 100 at max, 202, 198. What? Yeah, what? dude, I was about 40, really? 40 pounds. Dude. Bro, throughout my 20s, it was Chinese food, beer. Oh, my dunk- God. All right, bro. so Dunkin' Donuts in the morning. Some of y'all people may still do it. Yeah. Dunkin' Donuts in the morning, uh-huh. Chinese food, McDonald's or Burger King for lunch. And then one of the three that I just said for dinner, if I didn't have it for lunch, oh, everybody's talking. Yeah, you just eat a bunch of trash. But I just, but yeah. I did. That's, but I did it a lot. And then I worked at the cheesecake factory, <clears> so <throat> add that on top of that. So Damn. now I'm getting out at two o'clock in the morning. Mm. We're eating heavy food. We're going to Fridays, spending all our money that we just made on drinks and more burgers. And oh, it was it was a nasty cycle of just Damn, bro. unhealthiness. So, so when you became a trainer, it was because I mean you had lost a lot of weight, right? So yeah. you decided to go into fitness, and it was this just so this wasn't like necessarily a full-time thought but you're like you know what i want to do this like i want to i made the i made the lifestyle change while i was working at the cheesecake factory okay and while making that lifestyle change i realized that helping people was something that i still loved and wanted to do prior to working at the cheesecake factory i was a real estate agent oh okay so people like you said has always been uh people 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 yeah that's it so for me instead of Force feeding you, uh, you know, two thousand calorie meal on top of that, you know, a fresh strawberry cheesecake on your way out. Like, yo, let me give you some burpees and, and some chest presses yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and 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 some uh, some some row sprints. Let me instead. give you something good instead, right? All right, so I make you make your life better. Awesome. So, so <clears throat> for me, it was um, you know, I was in corporate America, and I've t- I think I've told the story before, but corporate America, and I just didn't like it anymore i didn't want anything to do with it i could have stayed there the rest of my life and made it a career and there was people there that with a ged were making like ninety thousand a year because right. of all the overtime and stuff psc let me tell you something i work for PSCNG and they're an amazing company they're excellent um i you know they're they keep people on during pandemic like right now i guarantee you they probably didn't fire anybody right. during the pandemic they're an amazing company but it's just corporate america no matter how good the company is you're always going to have to deal with corporate america and i it wasn't for me. I right. hated my life. I didn't want to do it. So when I became a trainer, I knew. I was like, I'm not. This is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make this work. I'm going to do fitness because that's, you know, that was the background, right? So now life is a new trainer, right? So, okay, you make the decision to go into it, right? So I made the decision to leave my job, quit, start working at right. Platinum. That's where we met, the gym, this big box gym by us. 
Um, and that's where me and Christian met. We pretty much got hired like within the week, right? Yeah, of each think, other? think about a week or two of each other. Yeah, like we we got they did a mass hiring. Like they were already had what twelve trainers, and then they hired like ten another, more. Another four, no, four, there was about six of us. There was, a, I think, there was more. Yeah, really you know do. what? Because everybody got weeded out. That's right. That's so right. it was a lot more. There was a lot more. There was a lot more. One of which, uh, Peterson, he got. He was only there for like seven months. They fired him, and he's my head trainer now. He's right. a, he's a great trainer. It's just the problem with big box gyms. It's just like corporate America, man. It's like you got to you, You're living by their rules. They don't care about you, you know, the way that you care about or put an effort in for them. So that's it. This is life as a new trainer. So now you know we're in this field, right? So what was the, what was it like for you, like when you started? So when we started. The gym had a uh, a policy where they would pay us on a, a weekly salary yep. uh, until we made enough money commission-wise to be taken off that salary, like where we could make more, right? Right, absolutely. So the potential to make money was always there. And any gym setting like that, the potential to make money, and a lot of it is always there, obviously depending on what percentage the gym pays right. you, but our gym paid us a good percentage. It was, it was probably the best in this area. Absolutely. I, absolutely. We were making 60%. At, at You were capping. No, at the time, you could cap out at 65. 65. So we could cap out at 65%, which most gyms pay you like 30. To 50 if you're lucky. If you're lucky. <laughs> yep. And you have to work a lot of hours. So for us, it was like if you worked like 25 hours a week, you were 65%. And that's how we both ended up in that gym because it yes. was the best commission split being offered in the yep. area yep. for the amount of space in the gym. So what was it like for you during that period of time? So you're a brand new trainer on the floor, right? Nobody in that gym knows you. You got to get to know everybody. You're currently on a salary. You have zero clients until they give you one or you got to get them yourself. Now, this is where I feel like every trainer doesn't realize that when you sign up for a gym, okay, especially a gym that has, they just hired 10 trainers. Uh, they already had 12. They're hiring more, right? At one point, there was 30 trainers. Mm -hmm. So now you're a brand new trainer and you, you think, oh, they're just going to give me clients. Nope. It's eggshells and cutthroat. Yup. You got to fight tooth and nail for the same within the same group of people for clients. Eggshells and cutthroat. So what was that first like couple of months? Like until you went to – how long did it take you to go on commission? Well, I mean same like <clears throat> we're hustlers. So yeah. it took us what? Maybe two and a half, three months. Mm -hmm. You know, I think what well, we got hired in October. I think within three no. months. No, I think be, within two let's months. Let's be fair. No, March. It was October. I got hired at the end of October. I think by March. I think I think at, so too. At, because end of I, February, I said, I said, you, end of February, I said, you know what? March first, take me off. It's time to uh, uh, sink or swim. Yeah, because we got what was it like January or something? Yep. When November, hired? December, and then we had the flux of January. We set ourselves up well. We planted the seeds. We saw what yeah. seeds we're gonna we were gonna water in February, and boom, we said, you know what? Let's once, rock and roll. Yeah, once once commission based, I was making like I wanted to wait a little bit, so I waited till I was at like five hundred dollars commission yep. a week, and I was like, all right, take me yep. off. That was about then, that was about right. Yeah, we had to hit about eighty hours, I think it was, before they would let us go off, something like that. Total, right? right. Like not, Total, yeah. 80 hours for the entire month. So 20 hours of <clears throat> actual work a week. Yep. Right. Um, and then from there, yeah, then you get start getting paid commission. You start at the bottom. You got to work your way up. So now you're a brand new trainer, right? Yep. You've been through that scary period. You got to start learning to talk to people on the floor. And you Bro, have to make – and, 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 and I the, was, I the was etiquette. Never, dude. Remember the etiquette part? Hey, how you doing? My name's Christian. Yo, um, how many times – Are you working with somebody? Have yo, you ever worked with anybody here? How many times did you oh, go up to somebody? Goodness. You know how there's always people in the gym that have horrendous form, right? How many times did you walk up to somebody in the gym just trying to help them? Just being like, yo, my man, you're not doing this light pull down right? And they're like – 
I'm not interested. Thank you. And they're just like, I'm like, yo, I, all I, I said was, not doing, not I was just trying it. to help you out, bro. Like, you about to break your back, but all right, that's, that's all right, sir. Have but a good day. But that just goes to show the type of climate that they were used to already and how the, everybody was used to being sold yep. rather than being helped. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, Gary, how I was able to build my client base so quickly. Yep. Because instead of um, selling people, I helped people. Yeah. So that when they needed, they needed something. Mm-hmm. You were there. They came to me because I came to them with pointers and tips. Yep. And reminders. I had all my clients. You know? I was telling all my clients, like, yo, if you see me, just grab me. I'll help you. Because half the time, you you know, especially when you just started out, when you got like two clients, I'm like, yo, busy. I'm not doing anything. I'm, 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 I'd rather train you every day till I get clients. Right? Like, and, I got and, it, makes, and it makes me look better and it makes me get better because and I'm practicing. What a lot of trainers don't realize, it's like, oh, it's, I'm, I'm worth more than that. No, you're not. You're a brand new trainer in a gym full of trainers and nobody knows who the hell you are. You ain't worth shit. That's you right. got to work. So if you have one client who's paying for once a week, twice a week, and you got nobody else, yo, I was training clients like every day and they were getting results way faster and that that's what i'm saying it's better for you because that's what it shows they see they see the hustle they see what you're doing hey everybody understands listen i'm getting busy i can't train you for free three times a week anymore you want to upgrade sure then you get some of your current clients to upgrade you it's the hustle and they know the value already exactly at the end of the day it's a hustle we're providing a service right so we we can go above and beyond with the kind of service that we provide but at the end of the day it's a service like i i need to make money to to, to pay, pay to pay my bills and live and feed ourselves exactly and I feel like some people especially with personal training they don't realize that right like how many clients have you had that like would cancel on you all the time last minute when you could have fit somebody in yep you make exceptions for them you don't charge the session yep. you're trying to help them out and those are the first people that walk away from you when yep. things get heavy because what a lot of young trainers don't understand is that if you, if you don't value yourself and your service and you're like listen people want to train with me if you don't see yourself as that trainer like you're just not you're going to get taken advantage of all the time people are going to leave you and they're not going to give it a second thought or they're going to understand that hey when I'm training with Christian when I'm training with Gary I got to make my sessions otherwise this dude's going to charge me because he's got a lot of clients that want to work with him that waiting to take that space and that time if you don't want the space you don't have to have it I got somebody else who needs it and whether you whether you have it or not honestly it's like listen like who, why just because I have two clients like I have to be at your bidding you know yep, what I mean like that's nah it. that's, that's not it. how it works right so Our time is valuable exactly so now that you're so now we're trainers off commission right now you gotta start really marketing yourself and you gotta start learning how to make yourself stand out amount, amongst a crowd of maybe some trainers who look like like there's there's the there's a lot of I feel like misconceptions with trainers right so now if you're not like a bodybuilder meathead looking dude People instinctively think that those guys are good trainers because they are big, they're mm-hmm. muscular, they look good, right? It's like, oh, that guy's an amazing trainer. When half the time, all they care about is themselves and the way they look. And they, their workouts are not, eh, yeah, you know. You know, if you only know how to bodybuild and you're training somebody who, who who's an athlete. Yeah, well, maybe they don't need to be doing dumbbell curls. <laughs> <laughs> seated military presses on the machines outside. It's probably, anyway. it's pro- it's probably not going to help them being explosive. Nah. But that's a different conversation <clears throat> for a different exactly. podcast, homeboy. Yep. So now you got to start marketing yourself. So like, what did you what did you do? Like, well, I mean, when like you have to obviously think of something that's going to make you stand out from the crowd of trainers, right? So like, what was your like take? Like when you you're all right, you're on commission now. What what was your thought? Like, what kind of clients? What were how were you going to promote yourself and well, stuff like that? Being being that we were in a box and uh, you didn't have 
especially starting out, you didn't have the option of picking and choosing the type of clients that, that, that you, you wanted. To get. Yep. You know, so you had to be prepared and ready and willing to work with anybody and any and anybody. You know, the, from from the young athlete, you know, to the the older gentleman who just had a knee replacement, to the woman who's dealing with osteoporosis. Yeah. You know, so you had to service yourself in, 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 in a way that you're learning enough information that you can cater to everybody. So because it's because of the environment, you have to be. You if no you're going to work, if you're going to work in a big box gym. You can market yourself as a certain type of like trainer, like a bodybuilding trainer. But when you're first starting, you got to train whoever they Everybody. give you because you need the money. You need the money, so you're, you're training the, the I, all right. You're training like the older ladies who like you know had incident like accidents that they're recovering from, yep. and you're training the young seventeen year old stud on the football team, right? You're training. You have yeah, this that, big. That. But you know what, man? Honestly, I feel like. Even though sometimes it's like it sucks, I feel like every young trainer needs to go through that because that's where you really find, find out what you're who good you at. are. Yeah, that's where you really find out your like what am I the best at? What do I enjoy the most? And right. you know, when you're first starting out and you're not in commission yet and you're not getting clients because you realize that these people aren't just going to give you clients, you got to go. I wasn't ever good at going up to people and talking to them. So I had this. This is the day. I, I want to ask you what your moment was. I'm going to share my moment. This is the moment that I realized. That this, I made the right decision, and this is what I wanted to do the rest of my life. I had this young, this older woman named Terry White. I'll never forget her name, Terry White. She was like my fifth client. This poor woman was like 91 years old, and she had an accident where she fell down the stairs and suffered like a brain injury. Mm -hmm. And because of that, she had issues with balance after. So she wanted to do... Like a couple, like a couple of months of personal training. She had just finished rehab. They and they were like, "Oh, you know, we'll, we'll set you up with Gary." I'm like, "Okay, bro." I came from training like amateur and professional boxers. Now I got this young bro. This lady was like four feet tall. Okay, she looked like like the little old lady in the in the what's that movie? The Pixar movie where the the old man. I know what you're talking about. I can't, yep, uh, up, 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 up. Yep. It looked like the white, like the little old lady. She looked just like that. She had the curly white hair, bro. <laughs> Lovely woman. I the night one of the nicest ladies I've ever met. Terry White came to me for once a week because that's all she could afford, and she wanted to improve her balance. I'm like, I gotta help this lady. Like, what am I gonna do? So, what do you do? You start researching. You start. You start perfecting your craft. You start learning more about fitness, which is what every trainer should do. And then she used to always walk with a cane. I remember. She would walk with a cane every session. And one day, and like, you know, I, I knew it. So like, you know, providing that service. If we went from machine to machine, I carried her cane for her. I helped her. You know, you got to hold your hand. Let's go up the stairs. Come mm-hmm. on. She was my, I had to take care of this lady for, for a 30-minute session. So one day, she walked in from the uh, parking lot and she didn't have her cane. And I was like, oh, yo, I, you have no idea. My I heart do. started racing. My heart started racing. I was like, Terry, what are you doing? Where is your cane? What are you? She's like, I didn't need it today, bro. When I tell you, I almost started mm-hmm. crying. And she, she was like, I didn't need it today. She looked at me like with the biggest smile. And she's like, and it's all thanks to, to you. you. That's what Yo, it is. She life broke cha- me. She life, broke me that day. Life changing moments. Yo, that was it. That was the moment. I was like, Yo, I want to do this the rest of my life. life this is the best. Moment. This is the most amazing feeling ever. It was awesome. We have the chance to empower people. Yeah. Our job is not about us. It's not. Nah. And realistically, y'all don't give two shits about what we can do with weights, kettlebells, how many burpees we can do in five minutes. And none of that matters. Nope. What matters is our brain 
capacity, our heart's ability, and our resilience to not give up on you, to make sure that we teach and show you means to empower yourselves so that you can become stronger and get the most out of your days while you're on this earth. Damn. Damn. Okay, I, yo, that's it. That's perfect, brother. My God. Yo, you got that's that's that was beautiful, man. That's what I do. That was beautiful, dog. I'm serious. That was nice. That was lovely. You got you got me with that well, one. Well, that's why they love me for yoga too, bro. <laughs> this is what I do for yoga too. You gotta be able to put the hats on. All right, so what was your moment, man? Who was your client? What was it? I think there's a few. Mm-hmm. Um but for me, it was before I hit a gym. Who was it? It was uh, it was my it was one of my my best friend's sister. Yeah, I took forty pounds off my best friend's sister. Nice in my living room. Really, two times a week. Nice. She drove from Hackettstown, New Jersey, to Orange. Damn, what's that like? Forty five minutes, an so, hour? Why don't you try one fifteen? What hour fifteen? Damn. Work was in the area, but yeah. you still got. So you still think about this now. You I gotta, gotta wake go up. Home, yeah. Now this is family, so she, you know, take a shower upstairs, whatever. Before we had kids <sighs> and all that, you know, Candace is home. Do what you do. But 40 pounds in a living room. With a four-pound medicine ball, two 10-pound dumbbells, and two bands. Damn. And my brain. That's oh, it. I had a bench. I had a bench. <laughs> that was it. Yo, you could use this couch if you were in the, in the living room, right? But, I mean, so for me to be able to help somebody out with to such see. a minimum amount of knowledge and equipment... Yep. I was like, why can't I do this for everybody? Yep. And then that's when you realize, it's like, damn, I'm kind of good at this. I'm actually very good at it because if we're to, able to do it without that knowledge you have in the to beginning. Be, exactly. You have to be confident, right? Like, there has to be a level of confidence. Like, obviously, you don't want to be arrogant. It's the silver line of humility. Yeah, you don't want to be arrogant, right? But you got to be confident. Yep. Like, I'm not going to, no one's going to train with you if you're like nervous, you know, where you're like, oh, I don't know how to help this person. Like, right. yo, you figure it out. Figure and at the same end, for all you, you know, new trainers, old trainers, whatever trainers coming up. I'm going to give you one piece of advice. If you're not already doing it, be honest. If you don't know something, say, I'll learn it. Yeah. Say, hey, I'm not too familiar with that, but give me 24 hours and I'll jump on it. Hey, don't lie to your clients, don't, right? Because they'll figure that shit out. They'll sniff <clears throat> it out in a minute. Yep. Yep. Uh, do you, are you familiar with uh, yoga lattes? No, I am not. <laughs> I say, what the what? hell is that? <laughs> Chris, you know it's yoga and Pilates mixed together. I don't really do Pilates. It's like I would but love you, one of those workouts. Right, like, but you, I, I but no you do, but you do yoga, Chris. I'm sure you could do it. I'm, no, no. I don't do that. No. You can go here for that. Yeah. This is what I do. Yep. There's nothing wrong with that. Be honest. Nope. Be, be straight up. So now you don't have anybody working with you under false pretense. Mm-hmm. And expecting something that you're not able to provide. Exactly. I can't. I can't go to... This is really shitty as a trainer. But I can't go to Popeye's looking for a Whopper. Yeah, because they don't have them, yo. Yeah. So that means, sorry, bad example, but that's what it is. Nah, it's true. It's true, right? So now, now we got to get into the gym life because a lot of people don't understand. All right, so now people don't realize when you're a trainer, and this is what you've decided to do. This is like your full time uh-huh. job, right? Maybe I'm only training twenty five hours. This is the respect thing, isn't this? Yeah. Maybe you're only training 25 hours a week, but how long are you actually at the gym every single day? All right. In the beginning to achieve 20 hours of actual work, I was probably in that. I was about to curse really bad. (laughs) I was probably in that place well over 45 hours. Yep. 50 hours. Especially because 
in the beginning, I'm gonna curse, excuse my French. The way that they would set you up was without one fucking care in the world. Yeah. Hey, Chris, I got somebody coming out for you at, uh, you know, 7.30 in the morning. But I know you really don't want to be here till 8. And you don't have anybody till 9. Yep. And then they'll give you the next person at 11. Yep. And so then what the next you, person at 3 o'clock. So what happens? You, you sit there and you try to fill your schedule. Because you have to. Because otherwise, I'm never going to get on commission if and I don't I'm, take these clients. And you're hourly. Hey, we have a three time a week at 5 a.m. for you. What do you say? And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something, man. I learned very, very early that five, 5.30 a.m. sessions were not for me because I would, bro, I had a client who was doing three times a week, 5 a.m. We did about a month worth of training. So now if you break that down, there's 12 sessions. I was late to five of them. I remember this. And three of them, I didn't even show up because I slept right through the alarm because after 5.30, I didn't have a client until 8 o'clock. So I was like, what am I supposed to do I would walk two in, and a half I hours? would walk in, guys, at 7.30 in the morning because we'd have to check in and, you know, I'd go take my little lunchbox in the back. And Gary would be in the break room. <laughs> <laughs> Lights out. Yo, you had nothing to do. Hoodie on. What were you, you just gonna do, blacked man? out in there? And it's like, yo, dude, it's eight o'clock. Wake up. He's like, well, I've been here since five thirty. Yo, I was like, well, I don't, do, I don't, I don't do that until I did, which was the worst part of it. Yo, my life. I hated it. I but hated you're, it. You're, you're at the mercy, and that's where you realize too. Like, this is the next thing that you realize that you're not in charge. No, oh. you're not in charge. You think you're there, you're there, and you're trying to be good at your job, right? Like you're trying to help people. You're trying to provide a great service. You're trying to build your brand, build a clientele. But you're not in charge, man. You got to take whoever they want to give you because you need the money. Um, and then sometimes, sometimes I even like they'll they'll switch trainers on you. They'll switch clients on you with other trainers for no reason at all. Um, you know, like you want to train this one client and this like maybe somebody wants to do a 45 minute session, but the gym doesn't do that. They're not going to say, yeah. Whereas, look, if, if you're a trainer and you're on your own and you're grinding, you're going to do 30, 45. You'll do an hour and a half mm -hmm. session if someone's willing to pay for it. Yep. So when someone's like, yo, the gym only does an hour and 30 minutes, why not a 45? This person's willing to do that. I can make a little more money. So can you. The gym's like, nah, we can't do that. We don't sell that. It's not our policy. Like, all right. You're just at the mercy of, of every every rule and regulation, which we, we understand. But you also have to take that. Take that pill and understand that that pill is a tough one to swallow. Yep. When you um, when you're a leader within yourself, when you um, because you also have to remember that this this craft, this career, this game, this this profession, however you want to label it, even if you are working for somebody else, you're always working for yourself. Yeah. Because it's your name. It's your name. It is. It's, it's you. you. It's what you ask your people to do. Yep. You, you, yo, you ask somebody, you ask somebody fresh out of like recovery from L3, L4 being jacked up and you have them do heavy kettlebell that's swings. A back, that's a back injury for people who don't. Right? <laughs> you have them doing kettlebell swings and you have, and you don't even know how to properly swing that kettlebell. You are not only endangering them, but you're endangering yourself. Yeah. Because you might have just lost your whole career behind that movement, which you've seen on the gram and you thought looked really fucking cool, but you don't even practice it enough to cue properly. Yeah, let's, not even, let's not even get into people taking workouts without experiencing themselves so they don't even understand how I, to cue I, it. I never understood how trainers could make their clients do things that, that they, they can't don't do. do. That they, one, that they can't do, and two, that they never do. It's like, well, how pause, do you train somebody on. like that? With due respect, there are certain things that because of my disability 
or or my my um my leg situation that I can't do. But you've but done I, it before. But I can teach the hell out. <clears throat> but you've done it before. Right. You have experience right. with it. It doesn't change. Experience. It doesn't yep. change saying, the fact that you've done that, it. Right. You're right. Some people just they they never box squatted. They never like rack. They never squatted in a rack in their life. But they got their clients like squatting two hundred pounds. There has you have to be able to feel it and understand <clears> it. Uh, there's a difference, I believe, with weight training than coaching basketball. Yeah. Like you can have a really, 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 really good basketball coach who's never really played the game of ball. Yep. Strategy, X's and O's. Um, but when it comes to working out, it's more than geometry because everything is an angle. It's 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 feeling. It's knowing it's you gotta it's, know it's, your it's, clients. It's, it's knowing it's no it's saying, hey, Tuck your ribs, scoop your tailbone, and knowing what not only what that looks like, but what what that feels like. So when they say "ooh," you're like, "Yeah, that was it." You know how you could tell. You know how you could tell that a trainer has experience with that, with like getting to know their clients to a certain level. Go ahead. When you like say you're demonstrating a tricep pull down, and while I'm doing that, I'm feeling the weight as I'm doing it, and I'm like, "She can go heavier than this," and I put it heavier. Or I'm doing the weight, and I'm like, oh, "This is a little too heavy for her." Yep. I'm gonna drop it down, and you drop it down to the weight that is perfect, perfect for, for them, them. Like, oh. because you get to know them. Absolutely, You're, it's it's a whole nother thing. You have to understand how your clients work, how they feel, how they feel when they do certain things that and they like to do certain workouts more than others. Yep, so you absolutely. Have to, you know, you gotta, so you have to so you have to throw those in. Yep. Um. There's there's a. <clears throat> uh, Bro, that's part of the gym life, man. There's, when you're- word, there's, there's words for those type of, uh, what's the word, Gary? It's There's a particular, like that client who likes bicep curls and there's no goddamn reason for they need to be doing bicep curls. It's the feel-good exercise. It's yeah, some, yeah, yeah, yeah. You always, <clears throat> guys, learn this one from me so you don't lose money like I did in the beginning. I had this idea of my way, no way, ha, ha, ha. Yep. I program, you do my program, you go home. Uh, yes and no. And you're like, some other trainers would be like, Chris, nah, still yes, there is no no. But there has to be because certain people really don't want to do this shit. And those are the people that you have to at least allow them to do the one or two things that they really like to do. Yeah. Like that one that one lady that wants to do tricep kickbacks all day long, you know damn well that's not helping her midsection. Nope. <laughs> you know that's not, not helping her all. midsection. Not at all. But two out of every five sessions, let her do some tricep kickbacks. Yeah. And take this from me. I learned the hard way. You got to let them do that, that feel-good movement because they come to do that feel-good movement. Yeah. That's part. I feel like all of that is part of just like that gym life. Like when you're a trainer full time, you're at the gym 40 hours, even though you're only training for like 20 of those hours. You're working out like multiple times a day. You're eating at the gym. You're walking around. That's when you get to know certain members. (laughs) Or you're at the bagel shop like four times a day. You you get to know people in the gym who you know are never going to train with you, but they become your friends and stuff. And that's where you start to notice. Like all of the different things that certain trainers do that aren't good, certain trainers do that are good. And that's because you're so bored, you start trying out different workouts, trying out different exercises for specific clients. And that's where you're like, oh, she would probably like this. She likes those tricep kickbacks. Maybe I can get her to do it from a high plank. That'll work her core. Ooh. Ooh. That's where you start getting creative yeah. because you're at the gym all day. There's bird, no bird other- dog kickback. Ooh, but the, tra- the right. trainers who never get that Because they're not there. Because they're, they're not, not there. there. As soon as their clients are done, they're out. They go do stuff and then they come back. They're not living that gym life. Like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm at the gym. All right, I'm at the gym 40 hours. Well, what's the difference between that? Even though I'm only training for 20, what's the difference between that and working at PCNG 60 hours a week? 
plus overtime. Not there's no difference. Right. It's a job that I got to get better at. So that's, it. that's where you get those. That's where you start getting creative. That's where you start standing out as a trainer. And one thing that that is part of that gym life and is part of that marketing yourself is that when you work out on your own, yo, you show off. You show off, boy. I remember. You remember? I remember this, it was a time, it was, there was a workout that we did. <clears throat> And it kicked my ass so bad that I had to put my knees on the ground and like my forehead. And Peterson said, Chris, we're trainers. We don't do that shit. Pick your head up. Pick your head up. Everybody's looking. And I'm like, no, bro. I'm hurting. They need to see that I hurt too, bro. Like, they can't think that we're super. Yes, we are superhuman to a certain extent, but we're not because we bleed just like you do. The only difference is, like Gary just said in the beginning, instead of working out once a day or three times a week, we worked out five times a day. There was nothing else to do. So that's when we started. Then we got into like our little calisthenic kick. Right. So me and Christian, oh, at one point, we had, we had our, our, our little calisthenics like challenge. And this, this is another problem that I feel like I don't understand. Like, yes, we're in a gym. So when you're in a big box gym and there's other trainers there, there's, it's, it's very common for the trainers not to like themselves, like to like each other. Like you're, you're competing for clients, right? That's just the way that the business is created. You're there to work for them, make them money, and you got to compete against each other. <laughs> For clients, right? So you could have been talking up a client for a month. I come in and show them a little boxing thing that you never showed them. Now all of a sudden they Done. want to train with me. Gone. And that's it. All that work that you put in to try to get one person. <laughs> and is and gone. He just jab cross uppercut and I'm like, uh <laughs> <laughs> why can't I do it? like it's like why? Like or, or like what do the big bodybuilder do yep. walk in and start flirting with the girl you've been trying to fix her form with all this stuff? All of a sudden she starts training with him because he's hot. Because he got it because he got a tan and shit. Yeah. I'm tan all year round, girl. What you mean? <laughs> I'm strong too. I'm just not big. I'm just only 160 pounds. <laughs> Yo, so but we hold, got into our little calisthenics. Let me, but I want to. Um, I had a pointer. Damn, I lost it. Keep going. I'll, so, so the thing is, I don't understand why. Like, yes, we're all competing with clients, but yo, we're employees together in the same place. Why can't oh, we get along? There it is. I got it. Before, before we get too far off, new trainers, old trainers, seasoned trainers, whatever have you. Gary said something a little ways back, and, 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 it, and it triggered a thought. Once you're there all the time, you are going to make friends. Yep. All right, I'm going to tell y'all something, right? I'm going to have like a little, who, who's that little um, cartoon guy? Peter Griffin, grind, grind, grinds my gears. You know what really grinds my gears? really grinds my gears is when I'm an asshole and I don't ask for the sale. Do you know how many times in the last six months to a year before COVID, I watch people who I was friendly with for the last five to six years come in and work with new trainers. Yep. That I'm better like, than. Wait a minute. It's like, hold been, on wait now. A minute. We've been friends. Because I never asked for the damn sale. Nope. I never said, hey, Joe Schmo. Can I help you for because real? Because you just assume you assume that, that they would have been like, "Yo, I, yeah. I need you. See, when let's make, do this." When they make the nope. the decision to start with a trainer, you would assume that because you've been so friendly with them, that they would just automatically choose you. But that's not the but case. But that could also be part of the reason why they didn't. Yeah, maybe they didn't want to ruin the friendship or whatever, you know, or cross that line. Because yeah. some people are 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 like that. <clears throat> but getting back to the other point, it's like I don't understand why trainers can't just work together, like. Yo, what's, what does it matter if I can, like, your your client loves doing tricep kickbacks, but, like, damn, this doesn't even work her core. I'm like, yo, 
Why don't you just have her do a plank while she does it? And you're like, holy shit, that's amazing. Why can't we just help each other like that? Why well, I mean, can't I tell you an exercise? You tell me an exercise. We're like, yo, Christian, I'm working on this. Come here. What do you think about this exercise? Come here. Come try this. See if you well, feel what those, I feel. Those, those without an ego allow that, Gary. Yeah, man. I just I'm, didn't understand it. Like, we, that, there's a reason why, like, after all this time, even not working together because I left right on my own, which we'll talk about in a second, and you stayed at the gym. And it's like, we stayed friends. We stayed in touch because... We were employees together. We tried to help each other grow. We pushed each other to grow. We helped. We we did. We did grow Listen, together. We, there were things a, you taught me, and there was things that that I taught you. Exactly, yo. If, if you're in a big box gym, like you're competing for clients, but there's more than enough to go around. Okay, there's no reason that you can't be friendly with each other and help each other get better and share ideas and share workouts and even push each other because to be when, me and, me, when me and Christian got into our little calisthenics phase, we were doing flag, everywhere. Human, like human flags everywhere, challenging each other. Oh, can you do it off this railing? Can you do it off this bar? Can you do it off my legs? Like, we were doing, yeah, yeah, we were doing it off, off each, each other, other, bro. Like, was I was crazy. holding onto the bar. Christian grabbed onto me. We were, we were crazy. The muscle ups. We'd go out on the floor. That's what I was talking and about. That's what, that's what got yeah. pe- And that's also what got us clients. Exactly. Because we were kind Constantly pushing each other and kind of showing off to each other our handstand work, using the parallel bars, doing it on the floor so people could see us. When I, I had my niche was always boxing. So when I had a client that wanted to box and I made them look real good, I'd go right in the middle of the gym floor and start doing pads. And when people were like, yo, that girl's like a straight assassin. What the hell is up with this Absolutely. dude? Absolutely. That all of a sudden, I'm the boxing guy. People see that. They're like, yo, I want to do that. Like, that girl look fired. Then I have the big meathead dude throwing bombs. Yep. Making doosh, my whole doosh, dude, dude looking smooth. Hearing us, hearing that rhythm. in the damn training room. Yeah. They can hear it from outside. It's like, yo, I want to train with that dude. So you got to start showing off a little bit, right? Like, see, and the funny thing is, and even when you left, people would come up to me and like, I think I even... Even sent you a couple people, and you mm-hmm. even sent one back to me because mm-hmm. you left in the the the, yep. the, the, ke- the the kettlebell guy. The people people who wanted yoga, you know? I sent them right to Christian. The kettlebell, the one yep. dude with the kettlebells who, who want only kettlebells because he had sessions left. Like yo, and that's that's so that's how we you ta- do. It. But that's what we were talking about before. Like I'm certified as a yoga instructor too, but that's not that's not what I do. I just wanted to get certified. I wanted to get the knowledge. I wanted to see how I could apply it to myself. I do jujitsu, so it was beneficial for me. Um, I just wanted to get smarter. I wanted to grow as a trainer. It's always good to know some yoga. Right. I'm certified in it. I went through the course, but that's not what I do. So if somebody comes to the gym and was like, yo, I want some private yoga. Like, I'm not going to do that. That's I haven't done. I can't even tell you the last time that I've been to like a yoga. I've done a yoga routine. I've done certain stretches that I learned while getting certified <laughs> that I know helped me with certain issues I have. But I send those people to Christian because, I hey, that's not me. I, I don't do that. What's the point of me trying to, you know. Train somebody in some private, whatever, private yoga. You know what I'm trying to I say. I know exactly what you're saying because it's- There's it's, nothing wrong it's, with networking. No, there's nothing wrong with learning something new, but if that's not what you're going to really push through, you you utilize whatever information you got from that and you, you work that into the things that you're already doing fantastic. Exactly. And that's part of what that's part of what we were saying before. You got to perfect the craft. Like if this is what you're going to do for the rest of your life, you have to get good at it. And you have just to- Just like anything else. In the beginning, going through that period where you have to be a jack of all trades because you just need whoever's willing to pay you to train and you're willing to take anybody no matter what issues they have, whether they're a star athlete or not, you're going to train everybody from the 90-year-old lady named Terry White who couldn't walk to the 17-year-old hockey player who was a star athlete. You got to train You got to train them all. Right. From the extreme, from one extreme to another. And then you- Perfect the craft and learning when you're out of your area is part of perfecting that craft. It is. Somebody asked me for some boxing help. Yo, 
I can make sure that I, I, I don't get my ass kicked on the street, but I can't box. Gary, here you go, bro. <laughs> and depending on who's on the street, I might get my ass kicked. So yeah. if they know how to box, I'm in trouble. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But the good thing about life is most people don't know how to box. So you're good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take that chance. I'm going to take nah. that chance today. We're going to nah. throw, nah, <laughs> we throw it out. I'm going to take that chance. We're not taking that fucking. Not with you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's part, of, it's part of what young trainers don't realize, right? You got to work on perfecting the craft. It's a job like anything else. It's a skill. It's not a job. It's a skill. You become skillful at training people. And you have to love this, man. This is yeah. not This ain't for the faint hearted. No. This is not um Because the grind is real. This is not for this is not this is not for this is not for a paycheck. Nah. If you're doing this for a paycheck, you won't last. Um You're not gonna do it forever, that's for sure. We'll Even, see we'll see through you. The, and, the thing is, and, the you're thing just, is and that, you'll just be a mediocre trainer. For, but you know what, though, you know? Christian? The thing is that like, what people don't realize is that you got to go through that grind. You got to go through that ugly year, two, three years to then be in a comfortable position, which I think we're both in right now. Like, I'm not, I'm not working 40 hours a week of personal training anymore. I used to at one point when I opened my business. Now, granted, it was a business, but I was working like 80 hours a week right. of actual training, not the back end work. So I was working more than that. Actual training was 80 a week because I had personal training clients, I had small group sessions, I had boot camps, and I had classes. That's a lot. And I was the only trainer doing it by myself. So you got to go through that ugly period. So now I'm doing maybe 20 hours of personal training a week. Maybe. Right. If that. But, that, but you know, but you're an owner, so there's a lot of stuff that you're consistently yeah. doing behind the scenes. But even as a trainer, like I think about it all the time. If I was still a trainer, like if I think about right now, God forbid my gym closes, I got my handful of 10 clients that I know I'm going to be all right. Working with those 10 people 20 hours a week. And I know I'll be fine because I've worked hard to build that. You know what I mean? And because I'm stepping away from a box gym, I'm going to be damn good. Oh, yeah. So that's the I'm other free. thing. I'm free. So that's, that's oh, what we're going to get oh, into right now, oh, my man. This is an announcement to the world. I am free. Realize. Shit. Doesn't it feel good? Come on, man. It does. And it's scary too, right? And a motherfucker. I just literally just jumped off the cliff. And the first branch hasn't hit me yet, but it's going to. It's going to get... Let me but tell you something. before so I now, hit the ground, like Maya said, I will fly. So now, here's what we're going to talk about. The last thing is going out on your own, right? Because I've done there. I've been through that. Now, Christian, you're doing it. You're going to go through this process. So this is the reason why I decided to go on my own. And this is all... Like, imagine now, we and Christian talked about the grind that we had to go through. We were working 50 hours a week to build a clientele. Um, you know, doing all the back end work, talking to people and becoming friendly in the gym, you know, marketing yourself, showing off, whatever it is that we had to do. So the point where I got to a point where I was working, I was finally, I finally hit that 65% commission, right? And I was working like at the gym that we worked, they tracked hours monthly. And for you to hit, for you to hit 65%, what was it? Like 230 hours or something like that? It was 180. It was 180? It was 180. So I got to a point where monthly hours, I think, were 200. 200 monthly hours I was hitting. And that's why I was getting that 65%. I was hitting 200 monthly hours, I think. No, what you were. So what we is that, like 50 we, hours we, a week, more or less? Right, it was right before I was getting married. We always hitting that And shit. that was like 50 hours a week, right? So that's of how many actual, hours? Of actual work. Of actual pre PT. Of actual, like, hands-on, bend your knees, push your hips back, yep. tighten your core, squeeze your cheeks. When, that's when you're at the gym from 6 a.m. to 1 p.m. straight, booked, no breaks, and all then sessions. come back at 4 o'clock. Yep, and then you got a, you got a three-hour break, come back at 4, you're there till 8 o'clock. That's the grind every day. Sometimes you're there on Sundays making up sessions because you got to get those people in so you can get paid. So I w we were both at, like, 200 hours a week, and then... 
the disaster happened. And this is where all of that hard work, and this is where you realize that you're not worth shit in a big box gym. All of that hard work, we had a billing issue that caused us all to lose 30 to 50% 30 of, to our, 50% of, of your our clientele. clientele. Now, the billing, this is what happened. Okay. We had clients that we were training. Now, me and Christian, we were always getting paid. We filled out our sheets. Our clients signed off for their sessions. I got paid to work 50 hours a week of nonstop PT, but the gym was not charging all of the sessions. So if I was working 50 hours, maybe the gym only charged 30 of those hours, but I still got paid Pay for, for the 50. 50. So when they went a lot all the of, way a lot back, of, a lot of people were, one of my clients hadn't been charged worth a $6,000 worth 6, of PT. Now, now here's two, there's two things with that. One is if I'm paying personal training, Shady. okay? Shady. If I'm paying for personal training and I know that I'm, I'm say, supposed I'm a, to pay. I'm going to say it again. Shady. If I know that I'm supposed to pay anywhere from like four to $800 a month for, for personal training. And I have not been – I feel like after a year, you might have noticed that $800 wasn't getting charged on your credit card, right? Hold on. I'm going to have Siri do the math on that real quick. That's I'm a lot of sure, money. I'm pretty sure you realize at some point, hey, they're not charging me this money, at Christmas, right? At Christmas, bro. It had you to be have to Christmas. realize. But anyway, some clients had dude, not that's been 10, charged. Dude, that's $10,000. Some clients – That's $9,600. That's $9,600. Some clients – some of our clients had not been charged their sessions working once, twice, three times a week with us for six months, seven months, two years that we had built up a relationship. We got paid to train these people, but they were never charged because the back end management billing was horrendous. So, so what did the gym decide to do instead of working with the people being like, hey, we made a horrible mistake. First of all, instead of realizing that they made that mistake, right? There has to have been some sort of accounting error that they've picked up at some point. It was Why over, are we over, supposed it was over. to be making 100000 but only bringing in fifty? <laughs> Why is that happening, right? But no, they never realized. So what the RGM decided to do, instead of working with these people, Dave. they decided to run the credit cards on file for however much money was owed. Some of these people got charged $800. $2,000 on their debit cards. I had a client who was like, yo, y'all just charged me $800. I got to pay rent. <laughs> like, and I'm like, yo. Messing I'm, people's lives up. I'm so sorry. Like, it's out of my control. And what happened because of that? We went from working 50 hours a week. I went from working 50 hours a week of nonstop PT to 25. Because on top of that, to recover losses, the gym decided to raise, raise their, their prices, prices on PT and not grandfather in the people who had already been paying. They never missed a payment. People who had paid, you raise their price like $10 a session. Of course, you're going to lose. Uh, oh, now, my now, ladies, God. now, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something right now. This piece of information came to me on my second to last day of my honeymoon now this is where oh you need make friends with the co-workers right because this, christian i knew christian was on his honeymoon i knew it but i also knew what just happened and he knew i could not come home without without damage control i had just i within within a day i lost 10 clients so i said oh my god i need to text this man hit christian up while he was on his honeymoon and was like yo my man it's not gonna be pretty when you come back you know, I'm, sitting, gonna... I'm sitting there sipping tequila in fucking Cancun and shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, what you mean? He's like, yo, so-and-so didn't bill people for... I said, dude, I'm going to be home in two days. I said, have you seen any of my clients? He goes, Chris, I'll talk to you when you get home. I said, there's another gentleman with us. Uh, 
you know, Ron said, so he talked to Ron. He said, he's not calling you. He said, wait till you come back. <laughs> no, I'm the only one that's going to call, Chris. So Gary called me. I looked at my, 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 my newly wife. <laughs> She's like, what's the matter? Your face just dropped. I said, well, fuck. I probably just lost 30 to 40% of my business. <laughs> just got married. I lost 40% of my business. But um, And you just spent a lot of money, a lot of on, money on this damn yep. wedding and, and this oh, nice ring I'm looking at. Oh, but uh, And it, this is what we come, had to go through. And you come home was, and you grind. That was the day. That day, I was like, yo, I'm getting the hell out of here. I'm not beef for this shit. You've been taking... 40% to 40 to 50% of my money that I've been working, busting my ass. Now, granted, it was the gyms who was providing the service and I was just an employee. Yep. But when you look at your paycheck and you know your worth, like people are paying $80 an hour to train with you, $100 an hour to train with you, and the gym is taking 50%. And you're actually worth you know that you're plus worth more. Because you're those probably people worth have that been training with you. Those people have been training with you for months. You're worth that amount and the gym is taking all this money. And now... To no fault of your own, all of your hard work is down the drain. That was the day I say, I'm getting the F out of here. Yeah, I ain't mad I at am you. not dealing with this no more. And I can't. because I had just gotten married and planned on having children, I was like, I cannot do that because I'm too damn afraid. You got to suck it up and you got to grind. But no. you know what? We had, I took advantage of my situation because I wasn't stages, married. Different points. I was life. not married. I didn't have any kids. I we was still at the time living at home. So I was like, you know what? If I'm going to do this. I got to do it now. And then going on your own, which my man Christian, I'm proud to say, I'm very happy for you, sir. You're going to spread those wings and fly. I am. It is the scariest decision that I think I ever made. It is the scariest first year or two years of my life. But I would not change it for anything. Because now if, if I lose money, if I mess up, it's on me. It's not on somebody else. Nobody can tell me what to do. I opened the gym. You could do anything. You could go out on your own and just be a personal trainer. An in-home personal trainer. You could run boot camps. You could do whatever you want. But you know what? Nobody can tell you what to do. No. You can do what you want to do and be charged the right, the full amount of what you are worth and what other people have been paying to train with you because you're that good. That's right. So going out on your own, is, it's a scary feeling. It is because now there's no, you know, I don't have an endless pool of clients like a gym, like a big box gym where they're signing up like 30 people a month. You don't have that endless pool of people to pull from. You just don't. You do not. But you do know people. You yep. have your friends that you've known your whole life and yep. their friends and the people at your deli, at your supermarket, at this and at that. And let me give you you new trainers Probably a really, really, really dope gem here. All right. Find yourself somebody to train pro bono. Pray, train somebody for free, especially in the beginning. Take pictures, do measurements, do all of that jazz. Their compensation to you for your hard work is helping you build your book of business. Yep. Now I have a portfolio. I got before and after pictures of this individual. They dropped 40 pounds. Let me show you how. Keep a food journal. Keep record. Keep this. Keep that. What worked, what didn't work. Do all of those little things and just watch how you grow. That's, that's, that's gem number one. Gem number two, be authentic. Be the real you from day one. Don't adjust to fit into a square and you're a circle. And don't adjust to fit into a circle and you are a square. Be you 
and you will find the people that are supposed to be around you. It's all about energy and it's all about helping people out. So and if that's what you're really about, you'll find the right people that are supposed to be there with you. And they will in turn help you attract more of the same like-minded individuals that will help you grow your business organically from the ground up. Yep. That's, that's awesome, man. That's perfect because it's true because that's how that's how you start building the kind of business. Like, here's one thing that I feel like everybody I've, I've told I've talked to Christian about this, but any any young trainer, whether you're working for a gym or not, you're a business. You are providing a service for people. Whether you work for somebody or not, is your face. If the if that client is unhappy, it's your fault. It's not the gym's fault, and the gym will always put it on you, right? Because you know why? It's you. At the end of the day, it's you. So if you're gonna go out on your own, you have to from day one. Look at yourself as a business. I am no longer just Christian the trainer, Gary the trainer. No, I am a business and I'm going to provide a service as to try such, to right. to try to make a career or a living out off of what I'm doing, right? So that's awesome. It's perfect, man. It's true, you know what I mean? And when you start talking to the people and you know, you start building a certain type of clientele, it's like you know, you don't always have to train people that maybe are not within your scope, like that you really don't want to train, but you know how to train them, right? Like I know how to train somebody coming out of post rehab. I know what to do because I've done it before. Is it my thing? Do I really enjoy doing that? No, I don't. So if I need to take one, I will, but I want to do what I like to do, what's going to make me happy every right. day that I'm doing, like running my boxing gym, running my, my strength and conditioning classes. That's what I love to do. So that's, that's what I do, and that's it. And those are the kind of people that I'm going to attract. And it's because I've built myself up as a business, as a brand, right? And, and you know, especially if you're by yourself, you're, you have to, you're a business and you're, you're kind of like a brand, right? At the end of the day, you have to brand yourself. Oh, you absolutely are from day one. Yep. From the very first day. And that's part of the reason that, that working in that box is so difficult because you think about it. You walk in and you're a Simpson. You wear the same shit every day minus your sneakers that everybody else is wearing. <laughs> yeah. All right? And at that point, the, Yo, thing, the, uniform was you know, and the thing that and the, and the thing that and the thing that separates you is your energy and your personality. Yep. But but when you're in a corporate setting, you understand that energy and true personality needs to be contained. Cuz not everybody's going to be for you. So you have to be very mindful about how and when you let your hair down. I don't have any, so it's pretty funny that I said that. <laughs> but but it's the truth. So Gary would tell you, for a long time, people would say, oh man, Chris is, they probably say Chris is fucking bipolar. And some days this kid is so high off the, like about to, woo, fly out. He's like, woo, so happy. And the next day he looks like he's going to like shoot up the whole damn gym. <laughs> But that's because I had to deal with such a wide range of spectrum of people that didn't allow me to be my true authentic self. Yep. And sometimes dealing with people that were genuinely miserable, unfortunately affected my energy just the same. Yeah. And, I, and I'm being truthful. Like I, I can't sugarcoat shit and feed you pancakes. Nah. You know? Nah, it's real, man. But that's... now that I understand that and I, and I respect my worth, I respect my energy, I value my time and I know what it's worth. It's gonna be scary, but things are gonna be very yep. different. But you gotta work to that. You work to the point where I've you know you I've earned, earned you've earned it. We were ten years in the game, man. Dudes that are just starting out, yo, man. Like I said before, you ain't shit, dog. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta. I work. love you, yo. I don't care if you play you, ball your whole you, life and it all of this. Doesn't matter, you. Yo, that book smart ain't shit. You need experience, and yep. and you know what? I'll tell you this. I know a whole lot, and I'm really good. 
but I still don't know shit in the grand yep. scheme of things. There's never, so much you, more you than can I can learn. Learning. You can never stop learning, man. Cause my, th- my, yo, my yoga guru will be like, Chris, I don't believe you just said you don't know shit. That's crazy. But she'll also say, Chris, yeah, we're both, you're right. Because we still got so much more to learn. Yeah, because things change, man. Remember, I remember like... When I started as a trainer, TRX had just come out. Like, dude, you gotta I, learn. You gotta I remember, learn that stuff. I remember when I started as a trainer, they said, "Don't let your knees go over your toes." Yeah. Now there's a whole modality about putting your knees over your toes. Yep. And then they, now, for all of y'all that think about it, because somebody just said, "Oh, he's crazy. Knees don't go over your toes." Tell me how the hell you gonna keep Kevin Durant's knees from going over his toes? <laughs> I'm waiting. Yep. No. Okay. Just checking. I wanted to tell somebody. <laughs> here's something for the background. Yo, if you have the flexibility in your ankle, right? Like, hey. that's the thing. We, now now never, we didn't understand. We didn't know. That. We didn't know. You you learned from the book, right? And the book says this, and you think that's what it is. And then that's as it. you start training, you realize the book ain't shit. No. Like, it has nothing to do with training. It, has, it's like, it gives you the foundation. Oh. It sets you up with the foundation of knowledge that is necessary for you to understand how you can change it based on people how certain certain circumstances are different. Like some people are naturally That's flexible. Right. Things are going to be different for them. Some people are naturally strong. Things will be different for them, right? Like some people can't do certain movements because of injury. Like you and here's a, here's, here's a tip that, I've, that, I, that I have uh, found out on my own. No one gave this one to me. Find yourself two or three physical therapists that oh, are yeah. sports physical therapists that would rather treat their patients through real exercise and movement rather than a recumbent bike and a fucking shot. Find yourself some people like that. Align yourself with them Network. because you are going to learn so much because you're talking to a doctor. And they'll refer you people. You'll refer oh. them people. It's all networking. When it comes to training, especially if you're going out on your own, networking is a huge must. You have to network and sometimes, like I see, me and Christian will refer people to each other because I don't do yoga. He doesn't box. So, like, that's it's why you network. Goes. And then, but you know what? When you came to me, I solved your problem. I was still the answer to your issue. That's it. And now you build another network. This person's grateful that I introduced them to you. Your person's grateful that you introduced them to me. Like, it's, And they still end up referring. So, you know what? I need his yoga. I went to Gary for it. He didn't have it. But you need this, that, and third. Gary still has that. Go see my boy. Yep. Because you didn't turn them down. And that's you, fine. You gave them the best that you could, which was saying, not me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man this was yo i feel like we could do this all day dog but i, I gotta really go do. home with my kids yeah. <laughs> now we're dad bro now we're oh, oh, four and two year old but no don't don't don't, don't take that organized. side nah, don't take that nah. side the wrong way it's, it's a good just side. things change so much especially when this is like when you've been a trainer for so long and you're used to working 50 hours a week of pt and come and, and now, go as you please but now you gotta you gotta you gotta have you have to make time for your kids my daughter's gonna ask me where i've been and i'm gonna say work and she's gonna look at me at two years old and pretty much give me the eyes like I don't what care. Is, what, yeah. does, what does work mean? Work, here. work doesn't mean that you were here on the floor playing with Play-Doh, bro. Exactly. <laughs> nah, so now you got to make that time. So you're good. that's where you got to really be specific with your grind and you can't be wasting your time. Discipline. Like, yeah. Yep. Thanks, G. You're very welcome, sir. Thank you for coming on the podcast. I hope people, I hope you all out there enjoyed this episode. Uh, some of the knowledge that we were sharing, just some of, from our years of experience as, uh, you know, being in the industry. We, re- we each have a decade certified. <laughs> Yeah, a certified decade. twenty year, twenty plus years together, man. Yep. If so we put our nine, our mileage of years together. Yep. Twenty plus. Exactly. So you know, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode once again, Christian. Thank you so much. Brother, Thanks for, for having me, on, brother. Man. Thanks for being here. I love your energy. The saying is, bro, you 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 got some, you got some nice stuff.
up, man. I mean, I used to write poetry and shit. Did you really? Yeah, I got books. Yo, that's cool, man. Let's see, let's see that shit, see, man. With my Daisy Dukes. <laughs> <laughs> Inside Story. Right, we'll talk guys. about that next time because we can't tell you that news just yet. <laughs> <laughs> I hope y'all enjoyed. Thanks for listening. As always, stay safe and be blessed. Peace.